0: Discussing that you are trying to figure out what equipment you need for your for your mm-hmm. new Instagram. Are we calling it a blog? Like, I guess we're just we're calling it an Instagram
1: Insta- Instagram account. Yeah, it's not not really a blog. um
0: But you your posts are very blog like. I feel like they're very confessional.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. How's it going so I guess far? I just Coming wanted up to tell stuff? my story. Mm-hmm. Like
1: in instagram post form i don't know why i just was like this is the easiest way to share it and the quickest way to like i don't i think it's more accessible to like look at pictures and read little blurbs and stuff than to like follow a blog with like long i don't know do
0: people follow blogs anymore um yes they do my, my,
1: my my boyfriend does
0: okay okay
1: uh what do blogs. you guys
0: what do you think listeners tweeted us at adam andy you, are you follow following any blogs, blogs? any blogs any um adam i feel like blogs? it's there's so many different ways to ingest storytelling these days like you've got instagram you've got tiktok you've got twitter which is like short you know thoughts but i've also seen people string together tweets mm-hmm. that are an entire story and it's just they'll just mm-hmm. add to it and well, so you
1: read fix. so like, i do do those are those uh uh uh, ever on blogs?
0: No. Well, there's a site called uh Ao th- archive of our own or Ao3 as the insiders call it, um, where people post fan fiction, um, and so you can bookmark things or mark things for later or whatever, and create collections. And but Tumblr, I guess, is bl- more blog like. I I recently um, I was I had a Tumblr a long time ago but I didn't really use it. And so I kind of just like let it die. And I, I don't even know if I remember the login information to it. But then when I got into the fic reading, um, I knew that people, there were fic writers on Tumblr as well. And I guess at some point when Tumblr eliminated like explicit content, because a lot of fics have explicit scenes in them, people migrated over to Twitter. And then one time Twitter was starting to get kind of ugly. It was a little, it was a little ugliness where it was like, there's a lot of, fighting and also just like generally Twitter, sometimes Twitter becomes a stressful place even though I love it dearly and so I was like I got it so I, I I uh I actually went over to Tumblr for a while and found other fic writers that aren't on Twitter anyway so I think Tumblr is very blog-like actually you could even Sarah if you had an interest in having an Instagram and something else, I think Tumblr would also be fitting for what you're doing. Listeners, I know we've been sort of like va- vague talking about this, but uh, I don't. we talked, did we talk about your you Instagram mentioned account? mentioned it on, on the, the last, Feminine Mistake. On the Feminine Mistake. Sorry, guys. We have two podcasts going again, and I don't mm-hmm. remember what I talked about on which show. Um, we'll tell you more about Sarah. Well, you might as well tell the listeners what the name of it is right now, and we'll, we can talk about it at the end as well. But or, unless, why don't you just talk about it now? We're already talking about it.
1: Okay, yeah, we Just are. So, about it. Um it's called uh, at hedge hodges underscore bod pause. Um H E D G E H O D G E S underscore B O D P O S. Yes. Um and You're getting good at that. Yeah. Well <laughs> <laughs> um and my uh basically it tells m- my story of how i developed my style and how like in terms of clothing and makeup mm-hmm. and and also my relationship with my body my appearance uh mm-hmm. and e- eating disorder m- m- mental health issues um it's all kind of kind of of a one piece like that all kind of fits to get together and mm-hmm. um i have been told by friends that they really like how i do my makeup and that's true sarah's
0: makeup is amazing like she not right does- now but well yeah but you do these <laughs> yeah. like ex- like really elaborate like eye kind of looks with the it's very cool um thank you so
1: um, and basically like
0: so it's something yeah, that's it's fun just- but also personal
1: yeah, it's fun and personal, um, and I wanted to set up a stew-stew-stew studio in my house. hmm Because you got the I'm room blended. for it. You got this big old yeah, house have, now. have a room that's not being used, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and And um, so I, f- I figured I'd get, like, a, a backdrop stand, get a few backdrops, get some lights that um, I can put, like, col- colorful filters, like... Mm-hmm two box lights mm-hmm, like face mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this way and good one place that like start. hangs yeah like a
0: hair light mm-hmm. yeah you gotta um, have that hair light yeah a hair light is essential
1: yeah and basically the set that i'm looking at um you can have like three different colors. So like the hair could be blue and this could be red. Oh, and this I could should, be yellow.
0: I, this light I have back here actually has a full spectrum of different colors on it. And it was pretty, if I recall, pretty affordable. So anyway, cool. uh, so you've got this project you've got going. Yeah. That's so that's I like don't have a the equipment yet. And like a personal, cause you're writing as well. These are posts yeah. about you uh, that are very personal anyway. Yeah. Um, so that's, I think that's cool that you've got something. But no, you're doing. not
1: so personal. Like, I'm just, I just not, don't really keep secrets, I guess. Like, I, no, I, I don't what I really... mean by
0: personal is that you are telling, it's not like you're, it's not just a, this is what my eye makeup looks like today. It's like you're also talking about your own personal journey with like self love and like, you know, um, I think that's personal. And it's not personal in mm. an oversharing way, it's personal mm. in a, let me share something with you that maybe you can relate to kind of way, which is, like, I think the some of the best kind of use for social media is for people to connect with each other, you know?
1: Yeah, no, because I was, like, looking through Instagram one day, and I've done this a lot. I just look at the um, plus size posts. Yeah, There's I wish the, something like these that went, went, had existed. All these women who are plus size, yeah. and I'm just like, look how beautifully they look, look how confident they look. Mm-hmm like
0: and there should be more of that out there so I'm glad you're yeah. doing it because I wish when I was you know a teenager or or even in my 20s like I wish that stuff had existed because I think I didn't I know we're getting so we haven't even introduced the show yet guys we are off the rails uh anyway I hope this content that we're talking about now has some kind of resonance for you but I just want to say that yeah. as a woman and a as a girl who I never really like I didn't have that like I grew you know I was in high school in like the 90s and it was like Kate Moss super thin like thin to the point of looking sickly kind of was in mm-hmm. fashion and like to, to even have the smallest amount of nor like normal f- padding on your body uh, let alone to be a pear shaped gal like myself. Um it was very pear. I I'm you know, I'm I'm a pear. I you know, I'm a little, I'm kind of I'm smaller on the bottom, wider on uh, smaller on the top, wider on the bottom if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. if you catch my fruit. So, I just feel like if I had seen different body shapes and people having fun and laughing and feeling beautiful, um I think I would have treated my body differently. Well, when
1: you were that age, they didn't have plus size stores.
0: No, like they, they didn't exist. Well, they had Lane Bryant. That um, was it, though. That was it. Yeah,
1: it was like you had to shop at this one store, or.
0: And now, when not. you scroll through Target like online to pick out outfits on at Target, there are plus size models. Anyway, mm-hmm. the world is changing, sometimes for the worse, and a lot of, t- and also for the better. And uh, so the more uh, the more I think we can see plus-sized women loving themselves and having a good time and being gorgeous and, and feeling sassy, like, I think the better that, uh, that we'll all be so that we can all kind of and embrace just, all of the different shapes that we are. And
1: not just lo- lo- loving themselves, but seeing them being loved by oh, yes, other people. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, that's other a Other men thing. and women who don't care mm-hmm. or who like that.
0: Yeah, like, who like... People are also, I think if we all were allowed to be attracted to what we're attracted to and not to some sort of notion of what is or is not beautiful or healthy, like, God, think of all the amazing sex that we'd all be having. I mean, that's what's standing in our way, really. Mm -hmm. I think this is an excellent segue it is to the do you have news to well first welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast. Oh yeah, welcome. Hey. I'm hey, hey, I'm one of your hosts Nicole. I'm your other host Sarah. And on this podcast we are celebrating our thirst and love of Adam Driver and Andy Samberg. Um yes. so today We are going to. So, I know listeners, you may have come here expecting an Adam film because last time you heard from us, we did uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But we are actually doing another two episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine because we were holding off so that our next uh, film could be The Last Duel. So, today, you're getting double the Andy, uh, and we're going to be doing Brooklyn Nine-Nine season eight episodes six five five and, and six. six five and six You're right
1: what if we watched a different episode oh my like- god
0: no then we'd have to spend all this time recapping for each other and like i'd have to perform the cold open for you and i'm actually thinking that might be fun but not this no. time um i do have some adam and andy news okay. Hope, what would you like to hear first get up which one is,
1: which one is bet better which one is juicier
0: okay i have a lot of adam news okay i only have a little bit of andy news so, okay, sh- you, so which one do you want a, first? Give me a little. Give you a little, then I'll give you a lot. Okay. So, uh, the, all I've got this week really for Andy because we're waiting. So, ba- baking it is coming. We just don't know when. We Ooh. don't have. Uh, we don't have any kind of release date for that yet. Um, what I do know is that Hol- Hotel Transylvania 4, uh, is coming out on Amazon Prime on January 14th, 2022. Um, it was supposed to be released in theaters on October 4th, mm-hmm. uh, that day came and went fans yep. everywhere of Transylvania movies were like, what the fuck? Uh, and so Sony who owned Transylvania for, or yeah, hotel Transylvania Four, w- that movie was acquired by Amazon. And I don't think there's going to be a theatrical release or maybe there'll be a simultaneously theatrical and streaming release but as of now it's going to be streaming on amazon prime in january apparently it's been a long time that they've had this film in the canon uh it hasn't come out yet wow i think it's one of those covid delayed releases yeah so uh so hotel transylvania coming at you january 14th of 2022
1: yeah, for my job, I do uh, docketing, yes. which means it keeps track of de- de- deadlines. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times the the deadlines are like six months out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm already having to write 2022 um, as that's just part of a, da- a daily thing. And I'm just like, I can't.
0: I'm not emotionally ready to concede. Like people, I, w- like, I had a doctor's appointment today and my doctor was like, I haven't seen you in like three years. And I was like, that's... <sighs> You're not serious. And then I thought about it and I was like, oh, right. I lost like an entire year and a half of my life. So, yeah, I guess that's pretty accurate that you haven't seen me in three years. Um, all right. So that's that's all I've got for Andy. But I do have a lot of Adam news. OK. So are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, God, Sarah, this I, I think I'm going to save some of the doozies for last. First okay. of all, first and foremost, Adam Drive, Adam Douglas Driver. Has been spotted shooting in our hometown of Atlanta. Shooting white noise. Uh, I barely leave my house. And when I do, it's to drive very far away from Atlanta to go to work. So I have not... Although I do work across the street from a movie studio. uh, I don't think that that's where they're filming. I think they're filming on location somewhere. I don't have a lot of details about it. But the reason I know is because... Uh, we have friends, you and I have friends that work in the film industry, and one of my friends who works in the film industry, his roommate, also works in the film industry. I think I've talked about this on the show before. And uh, she was hired to work on White Noise and did confirm. As what? Uh, I don't know what her job is. She's on the second unit, so okay. she's not on the... I don't know if that means they're filming all second unit stuff. Uh, those the Guys, those of you who are not uh, in the film industry, the second unit is kind of the I mean, it's kind of in the name. It's, like, not the primary stuff. Usually they're filming, like, extra things or, like, uh, you know, like, um, I don't want to say less important footage, but it's more like sometimes they'll do reshoots or pickups or things that they didn't have time to get elsewhere or just or things that are not the primary footage for the story, I guess, is the best way to describe it. Sometimes second unit just means... We've got to shoot so much that we have to have multiple groups going at the same time. Sometimes so the director
1: that. can't be in two places at one time. So that means that someone else has to possibly.
0: It. I she didn't say that Noah Bombbeck was here, but if Adam is here, I would think Noah is also here. She saw him here. Like she saw him on set. So Adam was is or was here. I don't know if he's still here, but he was here. Last I heard. Uh, and I did tweet about this so some some of you this is old news uh but and how tall is he well I, how tall is, I'm i I didn't get I'm an exact measurement <laughs> but I my friend did ask her like what is he like and she said he's big that was her answer I don't he's buy it big Sarah it. have you seen the new footage from the last duel today he looks like a mountain he looks like a <laughs> mountain what in thing. chain mail. <laughs> He look at my shoulders. Listen, look at these Sarah. Look at these. No, you know When we go see the last duel, and like in a couple weeks, and mm-hmm. you see that large behemoth of a man on a movie screen, you're you will never question his largeness ever again. Ever. I want
1: to stand across from him and have a picture net like have a picture with him, and uh we'll see who is large then. <laughs>
0: Sarah, I need an Adam Driver You are not Adam Driver sized. You are not Adam Driver sized. You are not. You're not. I'm just <laughs> saying. He's known for being large. He's like that's literally what everyone says about him. I have never heard. I need. Me- I need measurements. Okay, but Sarah, kidding. I've never heard anyone like I've never talked to someone and been like, oh yeah, have you have you talked have you met Sarah? Yeah, wow, it she's big, right? Like she's tall. Like, no, I know you're tall, but no one ever says that about you. Whereas literally everyone says that about Adam. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, you you cannot be, you have to be large for people to be, just have their minds boggled by how large you are. You are a normal amount of tall. I'm a normal amount of tall, yes. And you have a normal amount of shoulder. (laughs) If anything, my shoulders are probably wider than your shoulders. Nah, we're gonna line up next time so. back to back i'm gonna line up we're i bet you my shoulders are wider expand. than yours. i may be short but my shoulders are broad i've been told i have swimmer shoulders
1: swimmer that's shoulders. what i've been
0: told i mean as a pear-shaped woman i've been told all kinds of things i've been told i have swimmer shoulders i've been told i have soccer legs i don't play soccer guys i don't play soccer that's coach Soccer legs? I mean, not anymore, because, you know, now I just have mom legs. <laughs> what are mom legs? I don't, you know, they're soft and a little squishy. Oh, you
1: know, I have mom legs, They too. jiggle
0: when I walk in my cutoff shorts. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Sounds like some good legs to me. Oh, thank you. I've always loved your legs. You've got gorgeous scams. Oh, thank, thank you. All right, so Adam is in Atlanta. Uh, House of Gucci will be premiering at the Academy Museum in L.A. in November. So that's where the premiere will be. I don't know shit about L.A., so I don't know. That means nothing to me, but I'm just passing on that information. Okay, cool. let's get to some of the good stuff here. Mm. Um, so first of all, uh, I want to shout out one of our listeners on Twitter who constantly provides us with uh, information Encouragement. Uh, just a really all-around awesome person. Uh, Lady Erin. That's with an E-R-I-N. Lady Erin 9710 on Twitter. Erin, thank you for this little tidbit of information. I'm super excited about this. Uh, I don't know that you will be, Sarah, but I'm excited about it. So uh the Annette movie soundtrack. Will be coming out on November in November 2021. It includes all 42 pieces of music from the film. So uh that means that it includes more than just the uh songs that were on the like can release album that I have, which did not include songs like I'm a good father, uh My Conductor Friend. Uh there's this lullaby that Anne sings, Annette on the ship, uh, right before um her and Henry go fight up on the deck. There's like a number of songs um in the soundtrack oh the so- the song that he sings when him and the conductor are fighting and then he drowns the conductor in the pool none of that is on the soundtrack that i have so 42 pieces of music includes also demos uh of the sparks brothers like recording demos of the music before um before they recorded the actors Um, And also some demos of songs that did not, that ultimately did not make the film. So I'm really fucking excited about this. Like, I know you are not like, I know this was not your favorite movie that we watched, um, but I was really taken with the movie and the music and I'm deep in my sparks era right now, Sarah, I actually just watched the sparks documentary and I am obsessed with them. Like they're so weird and freaky and I love their music, and it's act- a lot of it, it's a little more, like, poppy and, like, dancey, I think, than the stuff that's in the Annette movie, but uh, I'm, I'm, like, deep into my sparks right now, and so I'm really excited, and I'll be definitely sharing more once I get a listen to this new, broader soundtrack. So yeah, Ooh. so that's one piece. I got one more thing, but I don't know if you. I know you didn't really love that movie. I don't know if you have any reaction to that. But
1: well, I'm really glad that you're you're getting something that you love and that that um that makes you feel good. Like yeah, like that's that's Aww. awesome that they're releasing this all the stuff that wasn't on the the. Re- I'm curious because you said that the stuff on the record was like recorded in a studio, whereas the stuff in the movie was recorded on like during the, f- the filming so i wonder mm-hmm. if the stuff on this is going to be all stew, Good stew, question. Stew, studio or
0: um and yeah i i some of the stuff on the soundtrack was the same stuff you heard in the movie but a lot of it was i think recorded in a studio you can tell that it's different um oh also another bit of news is that um so uh Annette is now sort of making its Oscar rounds in terms of like what it's up for. And they've got a whole, like, you know, obviously Adam, Marion Cotillard, Simon Helberg, like all, they're all trying to get them into these categories. And they're also uh, in the, they've also put themselves in the category of best or they're campaigning for best song. Uh, And so maybe we start is the song that they have submitted uh, for that campaign. Um which I love that song. I actually think "Stepping Back in Time" is much as beautiful, and I I think to me one the uh, uh, I mean I love "So May We Start." It's real catchy, but as far as like emotional movie music, I think "Stepping Back in Time" is much more emotional to me as a for as a part of the film. Anyway, um, so thank you, Aaron, um, for that tidbit of information and for being so awesome and just always being a joy to interact with every time we talk to you. Um okay. Last bit of piece of uh, Sarah, I died when I read this and I m- intentionally did not talk to you about it. So remember a little movie that Adam shot earlier this year called 65 um the sci-fi movie that's supposed to yeah. come out in May. Well, supposedly there was a, a test screening. And yeah. A person who, I guess his name is Mr. H Reviews. He's a YouTuber. Um, I haven't listened to his channel or watched his channel. So I don't, I can't say how, like, I don't, I'll say this. Like, obviously he saw the movie and he has some, he has some opinions about it. Um, But uh, I will say that I'm going to share this information. But unless I see it from a lot of other sort of bigger sources, I question how accurate this is. So I'm just going to share it. Okay, so I'm just going to read what he said. Exclusive 65, and this is Mr H reviews on Twitter. Uh, exclusive 65: The new Adam Driver movie is being rewritten, and a director screening uh, and had a director screening. Sadly, they saw fit to scrap six months worth of work. It'll be delayed now. Video to follow with exclusive footage of dinosaurs that are being cut. Um, I'm sorry, di-
1: footage of dinosaurs are being cut from the film
0: uh it says the planet so apparently the planet they crashed on is full of dinosaurs um and he says the the, it didn't screen well and they're rewriting it uh three-legged ankylosaurus and triceratops were going to be the main event for the film but they've been cut and apparently he had footage of a baby Ankylosaurus that was in his YouTube video that had to be removed. This guy. Sarah, your face. I really want to know what's going through your mind right now. What? Like, why were there three-legged dinosaurs
1: on a planet that they crashed into?
0: I don't know. Um, I can tell you that th- I've never wanted a scene of Adam screaming at a t-rex more than uh, as much in my life as i do right now like i just want him like let's see who's larger the t-rex or adam driver i'm willing to bet adam driver is gonna dwarf that t-rex just saying so sarah did you expect this movie to have dinosaurs in it
1: no, I, no, I can't say that I did. Do, um, are you highly
0: anticipating an Adam Driver movie with dinosaurs in it?
1: But did you just say it's being,
0: I mean. Well, listen, o- obviously so it's this guy like one- went to the screening. He, I'm sure he talked to people and I'm sure that there, there obviously m- was some reaction in the audience or in the screening that people weren't on board with the dinosaurs. Now, whether that means the dinosaurs are going to be redesigned or if they're going to reshoot some stuff, uh, scrapping The whole thing sounds a little crazy to me. I'll be honest. I don't see that happening. Uh, Also, uh, Adam's co-star, the young lady, the young girl who's in the movie, Ariana Greenblatt, um, tweeted hours later how excited she is about 65 coming out in May. May 13th, 2022. So... That feels to me like somebody stepping in and going, "Hey, I know you guys are talking about this, but as far as we know, the movie is still on track to be released on time." So that was something one of the actors said. So I don't know that that means that. I mean, look, the movie's not coming out until May. They have a lot of time to keep working on it. So if the if the design of the monsters is or monsters, the design of the dinosaurs isn't working, there's time to adjust that. Now it'll cost a lot of money, I'm sure, but. There is time to change the design. I mean, it's certainly been done in other movies before. Hello, Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, what? Sonic the Hedgehog. They redesigned that character, Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. They redesigned that character completely between the trailer and the movie coming out because everybody dragged Sonic well, so was bad.
1: The, the design that was bad. Well,
0: number one, he had human teeth. So try to picture Sonic the Hedgehog with human teeth. It was very upsetting. Like with spaces between? No, just like your teeth, but on Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: But was it like one of those like, you know how sometimes teeth have like, there's like a white stripe?
0: Oh, it it was Was CGI. It It was CGI.
1: Individual teeth?
0: Individual teeth, yes. It was disturbing. Um, Did he also have a butthole? I I'm not aware of the existence of a Sonic the Hedgehog butthole cut, but you never know. Maybe the dinosaurs had buttholes. Maybe that was the problem—is that everyone was like upset by the scientific inaccuracy, but also just the the s- disturbing nature of large dinosaur buttholes. I mean, that's that could have been it. Release the sixty-five <laughs> butthole cut. That's what I'm. That's I'm going to put that on a T-shirt anyway. So. <laughs> Wasn't there
1: a butthole slice hiding in the net,
0: didn't you say? Uh, People did pass around a screenshot of Adam pulling his shorts down uh, as Henry McHenry leaving the stage. You remember the scene. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like if you watched it in 4K and you zoomed in really, really far, you might be able to catch just... A slight glimpse of butthole, but I wasn't looking that closely. That was a bridge too far for me. Um, I'm I was really, yeah. not ready to cross that. I was not ready to cross into that territory. No, I'm gonna let him keep his butthole.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super into it.
0: I'm not saying I'm not into buttholes in general. I'm just saying, like, I, I, I let it. I just kind of scrolled past it. Just kind of scrolled on past it in my feed. Um, I feel like if he wanted us to look well I, I don't know i won't say anything else i'm just saying like if he wanted us if he wanted us to look, us at to look
1: hole, he would have took it taking more time he would have taken more time with
0: it it would have been a slow motion shot mm-hmm. there would have been a spotlight on it um i'm not shaming anybody who did want to look at it i'm just saying that i was like you know
1: i'm good Leave some some m- 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 mystery in your relationship with him.
0: I mean, exactly a little bit of mystery, just a little bit of butthole mystery. Yeah. Um, if I wasn't going to call this episode the Adam and Annie podcast, Brooklyn Nine Nine season eight, I would call it the butthole cut. I would call it butthole mystery. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so that's all of the Adam and Andy news that I've got to share today. Cool. Um Sarah, are you ready to get into today's show? Yeah. Brooklyn 99. Season
1: 8. B99 S8 E5 through 6.
0: That's right. So we're still watching Brooklyn 99 season 8. I know for some of you guys, uh you've already began the morning process of Brooklyn 99 ending, but for us We are, we're just really in the thick of it. Uh, We're not ready to let it go. We're going to hold on to it for five more months. I'm going to cling to it. I'm going to cling on to it. I'm really going to cling. All right. So PB and J. Adorable. Sarah, I was in the worst fucking mood today when I started this episode. And literally by the time the cold open ended my face was hurting from smiling like this whole episode beginning to end was fantastic it was delightful Ugh. it
1: was delighted like like i wasn't in a bad mood but i was like in an Ugh. infinitely better mood from like there was no tension it, like the the, and the there was, jokes like, were good they were the solid jokes were good odd but point. like they were the two of them like and mm-hmm. Andy and um what
0: is that actor's craig name robinson craig Ra- R- robinson and nicole byer just... was in it too was that her that was nicole byer yeah. I've,
1: I've never seen n- n- nicole byer she was awesome
0: she was so good and oh i did my god it's possible that she entered the show in a season like i didn't get all the way through season six i think i think that was like so i'm missing like season six and seven um and so maybe Nicole appeared in one of those seasons because I was like oh Trudy Judy is new to me I don't remember her Trudy Judy uh but she was a delight uh this episode had heart there were a couple Mm -hmm. times where I cheered up and it was so funny the love
1: between Mm -hmm. Jake and Doug like
0: also Sarah I really would like you and I to get matching sweatpants Suits now,
1: yeah. I feel like we need like that. what should we have on them? Because they had
0: well, they had tigers so they have and tiger
1: and toucans.
0: Yeah, well, what do tigers, you, and tukes. tigers and toucs. Tigers and toucs. So, what would our sweatpants? Uh, what would be on our sweatpants? Hmm. I feel like you really like hedgehogs or sloths. Mm-hmm. So, is that something be like
1: a hedgehog and a?
0: So it's got to be like one thing you um, like and then one thing I like. So you yeah, like hedgehogs, like your, but what do I what's like? Your
1: favorite ant. A- animal adam driver (laughs) okay so it's adam and hedgehog adam stroking a head oh my god adam holding a hedgehog next to his face going it
0: i want it (laughs) i want it so bad oh i didn't even talk about okay we'll get back to the episode in a second but i didn't even talk about this thing that is like right over my shoulder that i'm pointing at right now i don't know if the audience you can't see yep. it unless you're watching us on YouTube, uh, but I have a new piece of decoration in my office, and it is the pillows that Sarah had printed for our photo shoot of uh, mm-hmm. Adam Driver
1: podcast photo shoot because we had to have a photo shoot.
0: We did. We had a photo podcast. Shoot. It's important for us to indulge ourselves uh, with the amazing Lola Sc- Scott, uh, the amazing Lola Scott, local photographer and artiste she truly is amazing unique love her work is gorgeous
1: yeah she has a really good eye for colors and how to light people Mm -hmm.
0: and how how to pose and direct
1: how to pose yeah because
0: I get like what do I do with my hands you know like Mm -hmm. I I feel like sometimes I am a kindred spirit with Andy Sandberg. I feel like because I see him a lot of, in a lot of photos, like making a silly face. And I'm like, that's me. Like, I feel comfortable. I'm a comedian. I feel comfortable making a silly face. And so I'm not one of those people who can look into the, I'm not like Adam. I'm not, when it comes to photos, I'm more like Andy. I'm not like Adam, Sarah, you're more like Adam where you know how to smolder. Like you really know how to smolder and you know how to work that camera. And meanwhile, I'm just like, if I make a face, maybe I'll cover up that. I don't know if I'm hot or not. You know, like, it's (laughs) like really hard for me. Like I know objectively my face is attractive, but I don't know how to make my face give that hot smoldering look that other people do and lola really knows how to talk you into like positions and and poses and things that make you feel really sexy and cool and fun um mm-hmm. while still like really getting a sense of your personality anyway i just can't say enough good things about her we did a photo shoot together sarah and i last weekend with these pillows it was like
1: a best friend podcast photo shoot it was <sighs> amazing besties
0: photo shoot Mm-hmm. And uh and so these pillows are now permanently a part of my set, as I would like to call it behind me. And uh you can't really see them, they're a little out of focus. But if you go to our, our Twitter and our Instagram, I did post a picture of them. Um so I'll be snuggling up with them on the cold nights yeah. this winter. Yeah. Uh anyway, back to this. So we're gonna get jumpsuits, you and I. Oh yeah. Obviously. Totally. Uh not jumpsuits. Well, like- wait, jumpsuits? Now I'm thinking jumpsuits. Anyway, uh, oh totally
1: jump jumpsuits with Adam and a, a hedgehog. I'm not lying. I will design green. this.
0: I will design this. I will print this fabric.
1: Um, please. I will can do it be it. Like, Can it be like? be like mint green or mint blue or like? Absolutely. What's your, what's your fa- what if favorite mine's color? Blue. With,
0: what if mine's blue with mint accents and yours is mint with blue accents? Nice. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do.
1: Anyway. Oh my gosh! Can we call Adam up and have
0: him pose with a hedgehog Hedgehog. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm just sure like, the last thing Adam Driver wants to do is hear from us. Um,
1: I that'd be amazing if he already was ta- had like a photo shoot with a hedgehog. And like, you we know, just like he does have a lot that? of
0: photos with his dog, which I'm pretty sure I could manipulate into a hedgehog if I had to. He does have photos of his dog. Oh, I've, tons! I've, I've never lo- looked up pictures tons, of him and his dog. Tons tons. Oh. Now Chris, my husband, who's never listened to this podcast and probably never will, um, has been very good-natured about the pillows. I wonder how he would feel about me wearing a jumpsuit with a driver's face on it. Would he still accept that? I don't know. Um, he was very good because Sarah was like, "Okay, well, I am not going to keep these at my house." Like, "Do you" and I was like, "Well, obviously, I want to keep them at my house." And and Sarah was very concerned. Is Chris gonna be okay with you keeping these pillows? And Chris was sitting next to me as I'm texting on the in the bed while I was texting you about this. And he was like, what he's like, he's like, what am I, what am I jealous of pillows? (laughs) He's like, Do you think I feel threatened by a a pillow man? (laughs) Um, anyway.
1: But it's the what space the pillow man takes up in your mind.
0: I think he's he's accepted that. I think he's accepted that. Um he doesn't seem to be fighting it. Wh- where he would land on a jumpsuit I'm not sure. Um but you I'm excited about it. You
1: just couldn't get into sexy time if you were wearing that jumpsuit. He'd be like
0: Or maybe it would make me even sexier, Sarah. <laughs> um okay, we should talk about this episode. <laughs> uh Doug Jesus. Judy. So the run d- Here's what the episode is about. Doug got caught on a te- so doug had gone clean he'd gone straight he wasn't boosting Which cars I anymore missed
1: all of that because i'm still in in one basically so i've missed the entire arc of their relationship
0: so doug went clean straight whatever uh he got caught on a technicality and so now he's going although he did steal a car in jersey so that was a problem um but now he's going to prison and so jake's idea is what if we have one last adventure together and uh so jake's going to drive him from where they are in new york to wherever this prison is i assume upstate Mm -hmm. or wherever they're going yeah um so sarah any where what do you where do you want to start with talking about this well
1: uh jake has come up with like the plan like the Travel plan. He has the vehicle. He has the outfit. He tried you know, so hard. He, the super sexy surprises or something. I love, he called them super surprises. sexy
0: surprises. He wants Doug to focus on the journey, not the destination. Mm-hmm. And they keep saying that over and over again. Mm-hmm. um But Jake tried so hard to make this trip special for Doug. He got him a cool car, he made him a playlist. He got him a trunk full of all of his favorite junk foods. Like that
1: moment when when Doug was like rat, rat, rattling off all of his favorite fast food. Like, uh, just an example. And just like, like Wendy's and also fries, like food his McDonald's. mom cooks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Jake, you could see his face going. Like, yeah. More and more like, oh shit. Yeah. And then like, he like. You know, at the end it's just like, well, and he opens up his trunk <laughs> and it's <coughs> like all of the food is there.
0: Oh. Sarah, I want us to have a besties day like this. Like I don't want either of us like on our way to prison or anything, but I definitely want I feel like we could do this. Like we know each other totally enough that we could concoct, like I would fill the, the trunk of plan. my car with Indian food because I know that's your favorite uh, food. Yes. That's your favorite food.
1: Oh my gosh um yeah, amazing
0: so it, that was the smorgasbord yeah <laughs> um they're smorgas- smorgasbord um so and then when they're talking about the combos okay so this is the first time i almost cried is when they're sitting on the bench eating all the food and jake had gotten dug this like just dis- like because discontinued bag of of combos you know what combos are right Mm-mm, no. okay maybe this is something that uh those of us who grew up in the 80s are are, are only into but combos were these like cracker they were like circular crackers like so they were shaped almost like a log little tiny logs with the inside hollowed out and inside would be this you know processed cheese mm. and so the the highly coveted ones were the pretzel with cheese inside and the pizza flavor because it's like pizza flavor uh, uh and then like the inside was this like spicy pizza cheese but it's like powdery har- like kind of cheese I don't know it's hard to explain it's almost like those little crackers you get in the pack that your mom would put in your lunch box and it's yeah. like that. it's that kind of cheese um but they I still get them when I go on road trips I don't know why but they taste where do they sell them gas stations oh okay but so I've not, not heard not of this- at, hmm?
1: not at fast food restaurant
0: no this is like a gas station snack okay and so he gets him this discontinued like brand of combos and doug starts talking about how this combos have been pulled off the shelf and nobody knows if they'll get back on the shelf at any time and he's obviously talking about himself and how he's about to be going to prison and it was just like a really sweet moment like,
1: oh, oh the 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 the, the. The, the, is it those comp every month or something
0: like that yeah and then doug judy was like i'd really love that if you did and it was just like again it's like s- they've found really great ways to let characters say goodbye to each other without making every episode like somebody's moving or some shit you know like they, yeah. they've worked in how did we let these characters like acknowledge that their their relationship is ending and our relationship with us them is ending or at least it's changing yeah um and this was a really great way to do it um so that made me yeah feel very touched. so they they like so
1: it ended up being that doug tricked him
0: mm-hmm. and
1: like took his phone and like changed all of his con- con- contacts so that when Jake called um, Holt, he was actually calling his wife. Uh, I not, think that's not his Jake's sister- wife. I got the uh, sense
0: that was true. I thought Trudy Judy was his sister. Oh, I thought she was his wife. Is that his wife? Because he keeps saying my wife, but I couldn't make the connection if Trudy was his wife or not. I couldn't tell if I that was his assume, sister.
1: because. She- I mean, wife. She has the same last name. Like I
0: know. I- I'm just saying. I I don't know. Like because he keeps when he says my wife, it felt like he it felt the way that he said it like he was talking about somebody other than the person we had already met. Um, because it's like when he's mm-hmm. talking to Duh, J- D- Jake in in the jail, he's like, you know, I went straight. I got a wife. I da da da. And it's like if he if Jake already talked, if he already kn- talked to Trudy that day it felt like Jake would already know that Doug has a wife. Well, that's kind of like an, an exposition. Okay. Maybe thing, like- I just, I couldn't tell. I was, I, I feel like obviously this is cleared up in a different episode that we didn't see and we'll get to it eventually, but yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe help us out. Listeners tweeted us, um, at Adam and pod is Trudy is Trudy Doug's wife. I can't figure it out. Um, but obviously there's an episode I missed where they explain who she is. Um, but yeah, Honestly, I was really enjoying the buddy road trip, but I did miss the double crossing that is so characteristic of their relationship. So when Doug and when we find out that Doug has been planning to escape this whole time, I was like, "Fuck yes, uh, this is even better." And the fact that Jake and him keep trying to one up each other, mm-hmm. and I, Jake like d- doesn't
1: trust him enough, so like actually like go like escapes from the. The officers who are trying to right. direct them to the the pr- prison, and then he ends up being ambushed by these uh,
0: guys Craigslist higher Craigslist to... thugs. Yeah, like. Well, but before that, I did want to say like the trivia game was amazing. Where they were doing the trivia game, where they had. By the way, Sarah, I really want us to play a trivia game with each other. Okay, like you and I need to do a trivia with each other. Um, I feel like we'd be tied as well. Um, but yeah, so they, and we didn't even mention, but Boyle gets involved because Boyle doesn't trust Doug Judy, Mm -hmm. which he shouldn't, (laughs) but as you, I also felt like maybe Boyle was a little jealous. Like, I feel like he's a little jealous of their, I don't know if you picked up on that, but I felt like he's a little, he was a little, maybe a little jealous of Jake's like blind trust and friendship with, with Doug. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, basically, he calls it like doug judy reprograms his phone so that every time he tries to call holt he gets trudy <laughs> and then they call in some troopers and 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 jake starts to doubt whether they're real troopers or not so he ends up following the gps to a place where they're waiting which for him.
1: doug has also rerouted the gps to the the bad place
0: yeah, I, this whole episode was really solid because they got in a Taylor Swift joke where like Doug's like, there's a lot of t- Taylor Swift on this and he's like, oh yeah, I'm like over her now. I hardly memorized all the lyrics to Folklore. <laughs> um, so they got in a good Taylor Swift joke but also made it make sense why how Doug was able to do all this stuff with Jake's phone. It was like, this episode was tight. This was like a yeah. tight episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we have the confrontation between Doug and Jake and Trudy and the Craigslist thugs. So, you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: I'm sorry. Could you repeat the first part of that stuff? It's uh, mm-hmm. so this
0: uh, we're talking about the Craigslist thugs. And so, Jake mm-hmm. and Doug and Trudy are all kind of like. Well, they're all there together and Doug is basically like, all right, see you, Jake. And we know Jake is going to lose his job if Doug escapes. So there's some high stakes there. But then the Craigslist baddies are are saying they're going to shoot Jake.
1: Yeah, I forget exactly what happened. It happened so fast, Mm -hmm. but Jake somehow got a hold of a gun or
0: something. So remember during the trivia when um, there's like a special code? Uh, there's like a woman who does bingo or an announcer I can't remember what her name was but like there's a code word that Charles and Jake have that's like there's gonna be a twist and I didn't Mm -hmm. catch this right away until Doug pointed it out but like so they're gonna shoot Jake and Doug's like I don't want you to do that basically he's like you don't need to do that like it just he doesn't care about you like we're just gonna go and you're gonna leave this guy alone and they're like no we have to kill him because now he knows who we are and So then Doug starts talking and he uses the code word and he like, what's what's the code? I don't remember. It's like the, so like we're going to do this just like Diane, you know, Diane Feinstein, not Diane Feinstein, but like, there's like some woman that, that, that they, they reference. Um, and I can't remember her name right now. I didn't write it down, but there's like a code word basically that you can just kind of roll into a normal conversation. And, uh, so Doug used the code word to let i guess to let jake know that they were going to do a a twist and so he like judo chops the the bad guy with the gun and then he drops the gun and that's how jake ends up with it
1: oh man i totally missed that that plot point i just well I the totally point is either didn't hear what the thing with Boyle was yeah and then i didn't hear it happen in the moment
0: mm-hmm. well the um, well the point is that doug makes a choice to help jake instead of getting away Mm-hmm. knowing yeah. that it will end with him going to prison. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important thing is he chooses his friendship over his freedom. Mm-hmm. And he even says that to Jake, like, you know, I should never become friends with a cop. Look what happened. Like, if I wasn't friends with you, I wouldn't be in this situation, right? He would have escaped already. Um, And so they take him away uh Judy trudy like drives off in the car like she leaves them stranded before the cops even get there um but the uh, and the, the second time that i teared up in this episode was the hug
1: the very sweet hug and i mm-hmm. knew that that in that hug there was going to be some kind of exchange and then you did told- i did oh, not i did i didn't expect that at all oh yeah i was like okay this is where doug is gonna get something from him
0: um, but did you know that Jake was going to do it on purpose?
1: No, and I'm still not fully... Like, I, I guess they, they like, implied that at the end. I don't think
0: it was implied. I think it was very clear. I think it was more than implied. Because we see Doug use a pen to take off his handcuffs earlier in the episode. And, and Jake is like, wow. And he's, like, really impressed. Then Doug calls Jacob at the precinct, like shortly after he's arrested. Like I, it sounds like it was maybe a couple day, de- a couple days later or something, or maybe a week. And he basically says, "Hey, I'm in Am." Well, at first he's pretending like he's in prison, and Jake's like, "Where are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm in Amsterdam. Uh, I escaped, and the wife and I are living in Amsterdam. It's great. We can. The weed is legal. He's like, healthcare here is amazing, <laughs> and uh, um." And then he says, you know, during that hug, your pen found its way into my pocket. And Jake is like, wow, are you sure it's my pen? That's so weird. And he's like, yeah, uh, I used it to take the handcuffs off. And Jake's like, wow, I, r- I wonder how that got there. So it's like, I think it was very clear that he gave Doug the pen. Also, Doug's basically like, hey, you know, like, I, I didn't mean what I said. I'm really glad that we're friends. And thank you. And Jake's like, you're welcome. And I think he like, he helped Doug escape. I think that was pretty clear to me. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, Him I f- being a cop and do- and doing that? I feel like two things. One, they set up, I don't know how he got his his record expunged in the first place. That's an episode that I haven't seen. So uh, I'd have to maybe take that into account, but I feel like there are a couple things they did to make that okay. I think, and the first is that Doug is arrested because of a technicality. Um, like the reason that he there's a warrant for his arrest, right? But he didn't. He had he had like turned over a new leaf, so it's not like he stole a car and they're like, wait, you're like gonna get like he you know, had an expired tag or like some shit, something that was like a normal thing that people get pulled over for. So yes, he stole a car, but like, it wasn't like he went back to stealing cars and that's how he got caught. Um, but you know, Doug is a criminal. Um, so, and I think that also Doug saving Jake's life was kind of a big deal. And also, um, I think that it's okay because this is the last season. Like, if this was, like, season seven, I'd be like, that seems wildly out of character for Jake to do. But because we know the show is ending, and what we want is for Doug to have a happy ending, which I I don't know about you, but I want that. Uh, then I'm I'm okay with Jake making this one small thing that is, like, probably not totally in character, but I'll accept it, you know? I don't know. What do you think about that? Um...
1: I think it uh uh I think I agree with that that um that because it's the last season, um it's probably okay. I, I guess it did seem out of character and I was kind of like
0: mm. it's a stretch. It's a stretch. Yeah.
1: But But I was like but I also was like that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Like It was touching. You know. Yeah.
0: It was touching. Um okay, anything else to say about we didn't even talk about it, but PB&J is Pontiac Bandit and Jake Peralta. They got rings and everything. Uh, but the name of the episode is PB&J. Any uh, other things to say about PB&J? This was all Doug, Judy, and Jake. The There were no B stories. This was basically the whole episode.
1: Yeah, there was no B story. I I really enjoyed the no B story. I think, like, it just... I mean, I know it's that's the way things are done. Mm-hmm. But I just really liked the focus focus. to be on the two of them, and um, and break from the format. I feel like Mm -hmm. shows like that are just the format is just like really, yeah, king, and it's like you have to follow the full format, Mm -hmm. or or else I don't know. So I liked the break from that.
0: Yeah, um, I thought this episode was awesome. Um, It was It was It was really solid It was a tight episode It was fun It was heartfelt The jokes were really on point I loved it from beginning to end All right. so you ready to talk about episode 6 The setup The setup yes Um, What do you want So what do you want What do you want to say about the setup
1: So Jake in this episode Pursues the wrong person Per, per, per person. Mm-hmm. Like, he, like, gets involved in a case that isn't his, that's the FBI's.
0: Which is something that happens on this show all the time, and usually works out in his favor. It happens in cop shows all, all, all the time, mm-hmm. a- actually. You always see,
1: like, the, the um, conflict between
0: the FBI and cops. Right. So the FBI, it's like, there's a bomb on the bus and Jake is like, oh, it's like speed. Oh my
1: God. We, I, I love that. I love that. joke. <laughs> like, I've, we're, we're going to do a speed. Yeah. And it's like, us. there's no such thing as a speed. It's
0: like, no, like. Actually, I thought the better film. joke was them Rosa saying, well, yeah, you know, one time they, I was about to do a sister act and then they pulled the case out from under me and she's like, dressed <laughs> yeah. like a nun. That yeah. was, I think, an even better joke than the speed to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so there's an FBI agent. He's a real dick. Um, I think I I wrote down his name. Marzipan. Oh, my God. Uh, So they had some crazy names. David Duke Marzipan. I'm going to say this. Uh, Maybe it's because the last episode was so good, but I thought this episode was really uneven for me. Like the cold open was really strange. Like it didn't open with a really good joke it was like we're gonna do a speed and then there and then the guy's like no you're not and he's like oh we're not gonna do a speed and then they went to the opening credits and i was like was that a punchline like i just didn't i thought the cold open was like i wrote down weird cold open um i thought the whole thing was very uneven i didn't really i wasn't really into the b story with all the, the them fighting over who gets to sell the candy um I didn't yeah. I, I I, just felt like the, uh, honestly it got really good so uh, just to catch everybody up on what the episode was about Jake like you said he arrests the wrong guy and he's uh almost and he's about to be he's going to be suspended he's under threat of suspension and then the that the bad union guy what's his name I wrote that down as well Sullivan, uh, our bad guy for the season the police union guy steps in and is like I'm gonna fix this for you Um, But also O'Sullivan's been pressuring Amy to stop the police program she has that is designed to reduce basically exactly what Jake does, which is a wrongly arrest people and engage with the public in a uh, antagonistic way and create uh, distrust between the public and the police department. That's what her whole program is about. And. I thought that the whole thing was very uneven until the point where Amy is Amy and Rosa are getting drunk to interrogate O'Sullivan at the bar. That's when the episode really took off for me. I don't know if you want to say if you've got any thoughts about that.
1: Yeah, it seemed uneven to me too.
0: Um, And then um... the jokes just weren't as tight. I don't know. It was just like I, and the David Duke joke, I, I was like, ooh, guys, that was not cool. Um, as, it, like it, Why? Why? Like, why do we? Anyway, Um, I thought the whole thing was strange. Like, I do appreciate that, again, they were, like, addressing, like, wrongful arrests. And even, and they had, like, I think it took some, you know, they they made a choice. They were like, we're going to take a character that you really like, and we're going to have him make a mistake and it's going to be on the line, like, is he going to get suspended and have consequences for his actions? Are we rooting for the bad, big, bad union guy to come in and fix everything for him and wipe it away like it never happened? All that I admire uh, as a story point. I think that's great that they wanted to do that. And the whole bit of Amy and Rosa exchanging clothes and just getting more and more wasted. I always loved drunk Amy. Uh, all of that was all very funny. But the rest of the episode was a little off for me i don't know what 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 do you want to what do you what do you guys yeah, say it, was, about
1: it was all off for me because i don't i don't really like drunk jokes like mm. i don't really like anything to do with joking about alcohol um so okay that did, so you not like that no um i did think then, it was
0: also very funny that rosa was basically like you're too drunk to go out there but if we switch clothes he won't even notice and i thought it to me it was like a joke about how and he says later like i don't even look women in the eye when i talk to them so like i thought to me i thought the joke was not only she's like he thinks we all look alike and i was like so to me that was a a not not just a joke about women all looking alike but maybe even like women of color are all looking alike latina yeah so i thought that was probably one of the better jokes in the episode um but yeah uh I felt
1: like they kind of tried to, I mean, I I totally agreed with the whole Holt and O'Sullivan argument Mm -hmm. speech type Mm -hmm. scene, but it also felt like we're going to preach now. Uh, Too messagey for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so the union guy is going to wipe everything away, uh, and Holt gets, he gets huffy about it. I actually liked that joke as well, like Holt's like huffy, levels of emotion. Yeah. And he's like, You wouldn't want to see me huffy. Like that was yeah. really a nice Holt moment. Um, yeah. but yeah, Jake's about to get off with no punishment, and Holt gets really angry about it and he he gets huffy. He gets huffy. And he basically says, you know, if we always let cops get off without any kind of you know, consequences. We're never going to be able to root out the problems. We're never going to be able to restore the community's faith in the police department. And I thought all of that was good, but I think that speech compared to say what maybe were some of the speeches from the first episode about the good guys, like there was just a little less, I think finesse. I agree. Um, what I did like, though, was Jake, without s- sort of hesitation, saying, no, I'm not going to let you wipe this away. I did this. And he says it in front of the lawyer. I did this. I did this. And he used all the words he wasn't supposed to use that the union guys told him not to say sorry, not to say mistake. He's like, I made a mistake. I did this. I followed him home. I intimi- I, I Obviously, I intimidated him. And I take responsibility for my actions. And I did think that scene was very good between him and, like, the Union guy. Sullivan's trying to stomp all over what he's saying, and Jake's like, no, like, let me get this out. This is what I did, and I'm going to – I want you to hold me accountable for it. I don't know. What would you think about that scene? Yeah,
1: no, I, I'm glad that they had him do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, because that is the Jake that we, we, we know is yes. the, like – I'm doing the right thing, even if the right thing hurts me.
0: You're right. I do think that is the Jake that we know. I'm going to do the, I love the way you said that. I'm going to do the right thing, even if the right thing hurts me. And I think Amy would have wanted that too. Um, I think they all would have wanted that for him. <laughs> uh, and at no point did I really think he was going to go along with that. So I was like, wow, mm-hmm. how is this going to end? And it ends with him being suspended for five months. So I I wonder how, I don't know, how do you think they're going to deal with this in the next couple episodes He's gonna be at home taking care of the kid you think so i you think that's all they're gonna i mean they seem to be real loosey-goosey about when they come and go like amy's like are you coming home and i'm like do you guys not talk about this like i can't i can't breathe without telling chris when i'm going to be home yeah to let to handle the child like there's a very we we always know who's going to be home to take care of the children so that was that was strange um yeah yeah. So he'll be either at home with Mac, I guess, or I was thinking he might accompany Rosa on a on a investigation. Maybe if he's suspended, can he still help Rosa with her private investigations? You know, I want to see him at home with the kid. I, I agree. Like, let's see Jake restless at home with the baby. Why not? Or he having some hijinks, maybe. Maybe he has the baby strapped to him and him and Rosa have to go on a case. Let's get let's get some more poop jokes. That's what I need some more baby poop jokes. Uh, anything else to say about uh, episode six? The setup.
1: Hmm. I don't hmm.
0: think so. Yeah, I, I mean, either I don't have too much more to say about it. Again, I appreciate that they're continuing to make this a big part of the story. Uh, I think that it's a uh, it's um, they made it. Mean, very... This was
1: written and made in twenty twenty, which was the year when we all were you know made Mm -hmm. more aware of that stuff and we i'm sure that they felt that it was very important for them to
0: highlight those things um and as a very popular show um they could have about cops about cops i feel like they could have chosen to talk about it in one or two episodes and then let it go but they haven't and so i even if this episode wasn't my favorite that i've watched of season eight i'm still i still appreciate that the conversation is continuing on the show uh that's a i think a good choice yeah um are you ready for moments of thirst am i are you thirsty have you been thirsty are you parched do you have any moments of thirst this week
1: maybe you know it's weird it, they don't ever occur to me like don't. i do i and I, I i never write them down when it gets to the point after the mm-hmm. show and after the movie where i'm like oh shit i forgot to write down moments of thirst sometimes i'll remember some of them mm-hmm. but then sometimes i won't have any um well, do you want me this to start one. and then maybe yes, like ahead. it'll
0: jog your, it'll like fire up your loins maybe? Okay. <laughs> um, number one, Andy in sweatpants. I, I don't care how absurd the sweatpants are. I love a man in sweatpants. I feel like there is nothing hotter. Like sweatpants are the horniest clothing item in existence. You don't agree? My dad like wears sweatpants. Okay, at let's home. not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't mean da- I don't mean your dad in sweatpants specifically. I'm talking about Andy in sweatpants. I mean that's at the top the ti- of my list. Hot yes.
1: Hot Tigers and Tukes?
0: Yeah, they had t- yeah, the pattern was silly, but the but the fit was good. The fit was good. It had like a tapered leg. It showed off his cute peachy little hiney how do
1: i not look at his bot like i'm i literally i literally everyone i just look at their heads you all you see is floating heads like like no i'm serious like <laughs> everything is peripheral it's kind of like when you're like driving and like mm-hmm. the cars on either side of you are like in your per- peripheral vision it's like the bo- I, The body is in my peripheral vision
0: it's like, there i'm know just know not looking a, at you it you know there's a hiney but you're not assessing it
1: Yes, I know that they have a body, but I'm not looking at it. And that's okay.
0: Um, so Andy in sweatpants by number one. Several exclamation points behind that. Uh, number two, I I really want Andy to rap to me about sandals. I just really enjoyed the rap between the Oh, the rap that was so cute. I was just I like was like they're using some of Andy's like I know. I was like, "Ooh, I like this." song ability. I know. So yeah. I just I want Andy to I want to I want to cuddle up with him while he raps to me about sandals. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Um and then lastly, I think this is less of like a character th- moment of thirst and more of like just Andy the actor I just really thought that even though I even though the setup wasn't my favorite episode that we watched this week, I thought Andy Andy did very well in that scene where he's telling the union guy like I'm not he's like he's like, here's what I did. And I want to be held accountable like I just thought he gave a really nice performance and the. It felt like it mattered to Jake that that was going on but maybe even mattered to Andy that this was a thing that they were doing on the show. Like I could see how much that scene meant to everyone who was playing it and there's something about that conviction that I find very sexy.
1: Mhm. Um I guess if I think more about it I found it really cute how excited he was to do a speed.
0: Oh yeah, um, I know you really um, I just thought that. that was really
1: cute. Yeah. Um, and also I really loved the look of delight on his face when he opened the trunk and showed Doug he was so what happy. he had gotten. He yes. was like,
0: gotcha. He was so happy. I think, I think that Jake, or at least the way Andy plays him. I think that Jake delights in, um, uh, in like, I think he really delights in making people happy around him. Yeah. And what for him whether that's like making a joke or like, you know, orchestrating some kind of heist or like, you know, catching the bad guys together or whatever. Um in this case it was a trunk full of fast food. And uh yeah, I agree. I uh, he was adorable. He was adorable revealing the smorgasbord.
1: Absolutely. Brooklyn 99 trivia. I'm
0: ready. You know I'm okay. always ready for a smorgasbord of Brooklyn 99 trivia.
1: Hmm.
0: Okay, here we go.
1: In an early episode of n- not of CC C- season eight, but of the show, mm-hmm. Terry Terry Jeffords, played yes. by Terry Cruz. yes, has to sketch the description of a criminal due to the normal sketch artist calling in sick. Yes, this actually happened to Terry Cruz in real life, Ooh. where he got his first job in the local news station as a sketch artist due to the regular artist calling in sick.
0: Wow, that is. I cool. love how
1: like they like the 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 writers of the show really use stuff from their real lives, yes, as like jokes or as like plots. And yes, stuff. I mean that's that's very cute
0: and sidebar, sidebar. This is not about Brooklyn nine nine, but it is about a show that Andy did guest star on, which is uh, Parks and Recreations. There is a show out on a podcast out right now called Parks and Recollections. Uh, with Roblo and Andrew Yang, who is um, the. Did I say Andrew Yang? Wait. Andrew Yang? Or is it Andy? Hang on. I'm so sorry. I think I don't want to say the wrong name. That would make me feel so sad. Um, a- Alan Yang. Andrew Yang is a fucking politician. Alan Yang is a writer. Uh, who also worked on uh, Master of None. But anyway, he's a writer since season one. And they do a podcast where they watch every episode of Parks and Rec and they talk about it, but they also, like, talk about casting and stuff. And so they had – they actually had um, – funny how last week we were, like, talking about um, Dan Gore, and I fucking completely got the wrong showrunner in there, but Dan Gore – was on Parks and Rec- Re- Recollections a couple weeks ago. And so they talked about the writer's room and their process and like how the characters changed over time. And it was really interesting. I think you'd really like it as a writer, but also okay. so occasionally he brought up a couple things about Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well, because, you know, he writes for, Brooke- he wrote for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was a showrunner. it. Anyway, uh, Parks and Recollections. Uh, the reason I brought this up is because on Parks and Rec, they interviewed all the actors and like wrote for the act like they wrote those characters to very much match the actors and over time they got better at it but like a lot of the writing was based on kind of like who those like the strengths of those actors or like quirks that they had um as well so anyways sorry back to your trivia but like how do you feel about that i love it i think that's oh i think i do that when i'm writing comedy like when i write part and i write parts for people i know uh, now, that person doesn't always end up playing that part, but it gives me specificity. Like, when I'm writing a scene, I'm thinking about, okay, not who Sarah is, but, like, what are Sarah's strengths as an actor, and what is what, what do I think would be funny for her to say? Or, like, what levels, what can she do with this character that takes them into a place that's unexpected? Um, so, I'm always thinking about, people that i know that i'd like to be in something that i'm writing um and i to me that's a strength because you get specificity and you make the most out of the actor in the scene i mean jake is very clearly written to andy's strings Mm -hmm. so yeah anyway
1: um. So uh, more, yes. Characters can occasionally be seen eating Let's Potato mm-hmm. Chips, a fictional brand manufactured by ISS Props House that have also appeared in *Commute*, *Commute*, M- 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 unity *Orange Is the New Black*, *New Girl*, *Arrested Development*, *The Middle*, and many other TV series. Ha! Huh. So there's a fictional chips brand.
0: So that they don't have to appear in all these
1: shows. So
0: was that the chips that they were eating in the great chip contest when at the lake house, you think that must've been, Maybe. remember when Rosa and, and Scully are like trying out all the chips and they're ranking them. No. Okay. Well, it's the lake house episode, the lake house, uh, holds lake house. And uh, thus the B story was that Sully and Hitchcock every year, um, I guess they rank a bunch of potato chips and decide which one's the best one, but Hitchcock wasn't there, so uh, Rosa, uh, w- who was very high, helped Scully pick the best chips, and I bet you it was that chip brand.
1: Hmm. But- wouldn't we need to know, wouldn't they wouldn't it be more interesting if they were chip brands that we knew?
0: I don't think so because it was the same brand but different flavors. So it was like sour cream and oh. onion versus like, you know, pineapple Hawaiian pizza or whatever. Oh, was so the flavor. It wasn't it was the, the brand. F- yeah, sorry. It was the flavor, yeah, okay, that they were ranking. Okay. They were ranking the best chip flavor of that brand.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay, two more. Okay. Yes. The last name of Andy Samber's character is Peralta. Mm -hmm. In Portuguese, Peralta literally means brat,
0: which is,
1: you know, who he is as a character.
0: He is kind of a brat,
1: for sure. The name Amy means beloved. The name Santiago comes from the Hebrew lakov, also translated as Jacob. The name Amy Santiago means li- 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 literally beloved by G- Jacob.
0: Oh, that is so That's sweet. Cute. Oh, my
1: God. She doesn't seem that la la loved in this season, though. Like, I have to say, I don't care for that. Oh. How, like, she's just, like, bo- Like she, her character seems to be being portrayed as, like, bo- boring wife and mom.
0: I don't think so. Um, I felt like they gave her a pretty good story. Even again, I didn't love the setup, but I did love the stuff with Amy. And I feel like they gave her a really good storyline. I don't think we're seeing a lot of Jake and Amy together. I agree, which I miss. Like I'd like to see them. But the thing is, Amy saying that that
1: he views her as like, oh, she's my wife and the mom of my kid. And like, I don't think about her anymore.
0: I don't get the sense that they're boring at all. Like he doesn't seem bored by her. Um, the thing is, she's not part of their department anymore because she's in charge of the beat cops. So her and Jake can't go on detective missions or whatever you want to call them together. Um, so, but I do miss them kind of being on an adventure together, or like a out on a case together,
1: or like her being pursued. Like I just I I love that in the that. earlier season. And you know like what, she pursued her and.
0: And you know what, I do think that is a thing that I see commonly happen with when characters like get together, or get married and have kids. I was like, you know, people can still pursue each other. I agree.
1: Um still be in love and
0: still I'd like, like to be see more interested that in
1: each, uh, each other.
0: Yeah. I mean, you get certainly you get comfortable in a relationship. But yeah, you know what, uh, I don't I don't think that he thinks she's boring but i do agree that she's being they're right a bit their relationship has been written away where it's like well we're married so the chase is over no more
1: spark no more yeah yeah. it's like business partners it's like who's who's home with the kid now and like
0: you know besties like charles although jake definitely pursues charles in a friend way anyway um you don't think so like he i think him and charles have had a lot more like emotionally intimate scenes than him and Amy have
1: you don't I think so I've, I've, I've only seen the first see, see, no I mean part this the-
0: season I'm talking about this season oh. only
1: well from all that I've seen of their relationship has been that Charles is more into him than he's into Charles true that's true um and so that doesn't really seem like a that seems like Charles just has like a crush on him and good point and he just kind of like takes him for granted or but he
0: did cry when Charles talk to him about like being detectives until they were nine in their 90s yeah anyway you're right I think that's a flaw is like sometimes writers don't know what to do with married couples other than make them boring yeah they're just like marriage is boring Mm -hmm. either they're fighting or they're boring exactly okay fair uh is that it is that all the trivia yeah that was great I Isn't love that it. enough for you? No, I want more. Uh, that was amazing. Thank you. I love. Come that. next. Come in two weeks. I wish I sp- you're more trivia. I wish I spent that much time on character names. I literally just would go to a name generator and I have it just fucking generate names for me because I'm so fucking lazy. I'm like, I love names. I know like, you that's are. My favorite thing. I should have you name all my characters. I'm just not good at it. I'm gonna have you name all my characters from now on.
1: You, you're fine at it. You just you don't li- li- like it, but you you name characters just fine. Ugh,
0: they don't have any mean I'm just like put this sounds like this person, but I don't give them like special, you know, hidden meanings or anything like that. Yeah. Um okay, are we ready to talk about what we're going to watch next time on the show? Uh our next episode is going to be The Last Duel. Ridley Scott's Last Duel with Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and some and
1: mullets and truly wigs. Truly
0: hideous wigs. Blonde wigs. Um, I'm talking these guys look like they're from Gainesville, Florida, and you saw them at a gas station.
1: What wigs. I don't understand is that Adam, Matt, and um, what's his name? Ben Affleck? Uh, ben. <laughs> Matt and Ben. You know, Matt and, and Ben Adam. and Adam. Those guys. Those guys are all brunettes, mm-hmm. and yet they put matt and ben in blonde wigs did these guys adam gets to retain his darker longer flowy hair i mean what's what's up with that explain yourself ridley scott
0: like was ridley scott just like this movie like adam's sexual charisma cannot be contained and we're mm, like yeah. like they, maybe they tried to put one of those horrid wigs on him blonde, and it just
1: blonde and they were like it
0: dissolved like it just dissolved <laughs> because his sexual charisma burned it away um so we're going to be watching the last duel we I'm getting my jokes in right now cuz I do I am aware of the uh difficult things that this movie is going to bring up um I've heard that it's good and that those, some of those scenes are very difficult to watch. Uh, so, so if you are uh, n- feeling like you are not in a place where you want to listen to two ladies talk about a movie where the sen- one of the central topics is sexual assault, uh, please take care of yourselves and skip that episode, and you can come back and join us uh, in a future episode. But we will be talking about The Last Duel, and uh, I don't know, emotionally, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. Um, so that's all I'll say about that. I don't know if you have any trepidations about this or not, Sarah. Um, Um, the more I see the
1: trailer, the more I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Like, I think that they'll do an okay job of portraying it. So your Um, main
0: concern is, uh, the, this is good. I like talking about what we're thinking going into it. So your main concern is that the, that the assault be portrayed in a way that is, I don't know. I, maybe I'll let you finish that sentence.
1: Uh oh no! I just I'm talking about like the the hot hot t- topic of mm-hmm. of assault being having to be hidden and mm-hmm. or when women coming for forward mm-hmm. or being mm-hmm. forced into silence mm-hmm. like that that hot hot okay. t- topic like the assault itself. I'd prefer not to see it. Like I, I think know, you're
0: going to. I think you might, I think you're going to see it from different points of view. I think that's what we're going to get. Um, I My main concern, because I understand what this is about, and I'm, I know that is going to be very uh, tough to watch. My main concern for the movie is what I don't want to see is another woman's assault being used as a plot device to explore the relationship between these two men. I don't want that. I don't want to see her trauma being used as a vehicle to explore the relationship between Adam Driver's character and Matt Damon's character. That's what that is. I think what would be a a, a tremendous crime to me. Like we don't, I don't want to see that. I'm not, I don't need it. Uh, I don't want it to be How used else as they a How
1: to that time, Nicole? I'm sorry. How else are they going to fulfill all that time?
0: I don't know by, you know, giving us some, insight into the the woman's life and the and the uh structures that have led her to the place that she is where she has this lack of power um the you know uh the 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 way that she i mean i can fi- i feel like i can see this in the trailer but how she wrote this as- who d- i know it. that's i know i know i'm I, maybe my expectations are too high but there's a version of this movie where the movie is about how uh jody comer's character is being in the movie used as most women were as property, as a pawn, not as a pawn, but as property, as a, as a, a man's property. Like this woman belongs to me and how dare you defile my property. And like, what, how, what is her experience of that? You know, how is she going to use standing up for herself as a way to have a little bit of autonomy as a person? Like that so is a think- story that is, worth telling whereas I'm mad because my wife was assaulted by my best friend and now I'm going to fight with him about it. I don't fucking need to. I don't fucking need to see that. I've fucking seen that, you know, like I don't, I don't want to, I like, we don't need to use women's assault as a prop. We didn't need to do it before and we don't need to do it anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Well, I, I. I think that's probably what
1: we're gonna get.
0: I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I'm just it, at the point of where I am, cut looking on the outside, not knowing what's gonna happen. I am hoping for better. I'm hoping for something that feels like. Yeah, this movie was not directed by a man, but uh, not directed by a man. I mean, no, it was directed by a man. I'm sorry, it was not directed by a woman, but uh, there, the woman, the there is a woman involved. Uh, with the film uh, as, an, as a producer and I think she also worked on developing the script uh, who is um, a you know uh, sorry I'm just going to make sure that I'm getting her name correct she is a really well known female writer director um, and her name okay so she is one of the writers Nicole hall of center hall of center ben affleck and matt damon wrote the screenplay so the three of them wrote the screenplay okay and nicole hall of center is a a very prolific and well-known female writer director and so although she did not direct this movie my hope is that her voice in the story will lift this story above uh, what I, we are accustomed to seeing when we talk about a woman's assault—that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, and I know
1: that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I mean, they won best mm-hmm. uh, Oscar, like uh, the Oscar for for best uh, or original screen, screen screenplay in 94,
0: ninety four, ninety three. They like won that? for Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill uh, Good
1: Hunting, which mm-hmm. is a great script. Yeah. Um and yes, the female character in that was a little bit of a
0: thin. Like thin, a, uh, in ma-
1: terms of content a ma- manic pixie dream girl i guess mm-hmm. um but i don't feel that yeah i don't know but that was in in, in 93 yeah. that was like almost thir- 30 years ago so
0: hopefully well that's um, what i'm hoping to see um and uh you know other than that i I don't really know what to expect i've been trying to keep myself other than seeing little bits of gifs and you know i did watch they released the first opening like four minutes of the movie which you can see uh on twitter uh maybe they the movie released it it's not leaked um it looks like a big epic medieval battly kind of movie um so i'm you know we're gonna see we're gonna see what what, what happens. Uh, but I think there'll certainly be a lot to talk about and I expect that Adam and and company will turn in uh, a great performance and so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I mean, I do think Ridley Scott is a great director, especially when you're talking about action and big epics like this. So I'm sure he'll successfully direct the visuals, uh, but uh, how the story is gonna play out is the thing that I am, you know, I'm cons- I'm wondering about how is that going to play
1: Hopefully, out. Hopefully what 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 is her name again? Jodie Comer? Oh, uh Nicole Hall of, Hall of Center. Nicole Hall of Center. Hopefully it is her story and Matt and Ben are just the like the people who are like, "Oh yeah. They they wrote this. They've won an Oscar. If they're on the project." I mean, pro- she's pro- got project. as much
0: I mean, I don't know that uh, I mean, does any woman in Hollywood have as much clout as two dudes probably not no. but if anybody does it's her like she is well respected uh a well respected hollywood like she's been around for a while she's not a new director i feel
1: terrible i don't know any f- f- female directors sure you do you know uh you know karen
0: kusama who directed um jennifer's body um,
1: what I'm saying is I, I don't know them by name Like okay. I don't remember them I don't well, you have, may have an heard image of, of, some of them of in these, my head.
0: You may have heard of some of these movies um, She did direct uh, on One Mississippi Orange is the New Black Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt uh, She directed apparently four episodes of Parks and Recreations uh, Enough Said um, Friends with Money Um I'm looking at, let me look at some of her writing credits here. Friends with the M- Money is the one that I remember. Uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Which was that movie with um, uh, Melissa McCarthy where she's like the forge art forgery artist. Um, Walking and Talking was I think her big sort of Uh, in 19, 19, 1996, Walking and Talking. So around the same time that uh, Good Will Hunting came out is when her sort of big first big hit i mean hit in the indie community i uh, came out walking and talking anyway maybe sarah we need to uh uh maybe we need to d- devote ourselves to watching a few more female directed films yeah um well uh i think that's gonna wrap it up for today's episode uh thank you for listening um you can find us on facebook and instagram um at uh, Adam and Andy podcast you can find us on Twitter at Adam Andy pod uh, tell us what you th- thought about this episode uh, talk to us about uh, the last duel if that's something that you want to do um, you know tell us uh, if you have uh, don't give us any spoilers we're trying to stay away from the spoilers obviously I don't think anybody's seen it yet but um, you know uh, if you're what are you Think what are you thinking about going into this movie? Um, any thoughts that uh, you have about these uh, episodes of Brooklyn 99 that we watch, PB and J and the setup. Um also check out Sarah's Is Trudy his wife? Is Trudy his wife or uh, sister or sister? Help us out. Uh Nicole Bayer, uh Trudy, Trudy Judy, tell us. Uh at AdaminiPod. Um, and of course you can follow Sarah's new Instagram account. If you want to give us that handle again,
1: hedge Hodges underscore bod pause H E D G E H O D G E S <laughs> underscore B O D P O S.
0: Love it. Uh, and also uh, if you like listening to us, uh, you know, gab about movies, uh, we also are back recording episodes of the feminine mistake podcast, uh, which is the podcast that we've been doing for like five years uh, that this podcast kind of spun off from, uh, and that uh, is, uh, I think we, ju- we just did The Descent, uh, which was our October movie with uh, Melissa Knapp. And then uh, we're going to be doing The Eyes of Tammy Faye next, which mm-hmm. was fucking it was Um, great yeah it was great uh i'm really looking forward to talking about that performance uh so uh that's that's it for us um always as always i love doing the show with you sarah Um, me too it's a true joy and i'm looking forward to sitting with you in a dark theater and watching the last duel Duel. (laughs) as you would imagine i'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Brooklyn 99 trivia. I'm ready. You know I'm always ready for a smorgasbord of Brooklyn 99 trivia.
1: hmm
0: Okay, here we go. In
1: an early episode of, n- not of CC C- season eight, but of the show, mm-hmm. Terry, Terry... Jeffords played yes. by Terry Cruz yes has to sketch the description of a criminal due to the normal sketch artist calling in sick yes this actually happened to Terry Cruz in real life Ooh. where he got his first job in the local news station as a sketch artist due to the regular artist calling in sick
0: wow that is I cool. love how
1: like they like the 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 writers of the show really use stuff from their real lives. Yes. As like jokes or as like plots. And yes. Stuff. I think that's, that's very cute.
0: And sidebar sidebar. This is not about Brooklyn nine, nine, but it is about a show that Andy did guest star on, which is, uh, parks and recreations. There is a show out on a podcast out right now called parks and recollections, uh, with Rob Lowe and Andrew Yang, who is, um, the, did I say Andrew Yang? Wait. Andrew Yang? Or is it Andy? Hang on. I'm so sorry. I think I don't want to say the wrong name. That would make me feel so sad. um a- Alan Yang. Andrew Yang is a fucking politician. Alan Yang is a writer. Uh, who also worked on uh, Master of None. But anyway, he was a writer since season one. And they do a podcast where they watch every episode of Parks and Rec and they talk about it, but they also, like, talk about casting and stuff. And so they had – they actually had um, – funny how last week we were, like, talking about um, Dan Gore, and I fucking completely got the wrong showrunner in there, but Dan Gore – was on Parks and Recollections a couple weeks ago. And so they talked about the writer's room and their process and like how the characters change over time. And it was really interesting. I think you'd really like it as a writer, but also occasionally he brought up a couple things about Brooklyn Nine-Nine as well, because, you know, he writes for for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. He was a showrunner. Anyway, uh, Parks and Recollections. uh, The reason I brought this up is because on Parks and Rec, they interviewed all the actors and like wrote... For the actor, like they wrote those characters to m- very much match the actors, and over time they got better at it. But like, a lot of the writing was based on kind of like who those, like the strengths of those actors or like quirks that they had um as nice. well. So, anyways, sorry, back to your yeah, trivia. Like how, but like, how do you feel about that? Like, I love it. I think that's. Oh, I think I do that when I'm writing comedy. Like when I write part, and I write parts for people I know. Uh, now, that person doesn't always end up playing that part. But it gives me specificity. Like, when I'm writing a scene, I'm thinking about, okay, not who Sarah is, but, like, what are Sarah's strengths as an actor and what is what, what do I think would be funny for her to say? Or, like, what levels, what can she do with this character that takes them into a place that's unexpected? Um, so I'm always thinking about, people that i know that i'd like to be in something that i'm writing um and i to me that's a strength because you get specificity and you make the most out of the actor in the scene yeah. i mean jake is very clearly written to andy's strings mm-hmm. so yeah anyway
1: um, so uh, more. Yes. Characters can occasionally be seen eating Let's Potato mm-hmm. Chips, a fictional brand manufactured by ISS Props House that have also appeared in Cam- Cam- M- 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 *Unity*, Orange is the New Black, New Girl, Arrested Development, The Middle, and many other TV series. Ha! Huh. So there's a fictional chips brand. So that they don't have to appear in all these shows. So
0: was that the chips that they were eating in the great chip contest when at the lake house, you think that must've been, Maybe. remember when Rosa and, and Scully are like trying out all the chips and they're ranking them. No. Okay. Well, it's the lake house episode, the lake house, uh, holds lake house. And uh, thus the B story was that Sully and Hitchcock every year, um, I guess they rank a bunch of potato chips and decide which one's the best one, but Hitchcock wasn't there. So, uh, Rosa, at, w- who was very high, helped Scully pick the best chips. And I bet you it was that chip brand.
1: Hmm. But- wouldn't we need to know wouldn't they wouldn't it be more interesting if they were chip brands that we knew?
0: I don't think so because it was the same brand but different flavors. So it was like sour cream uh, and onion versus like you know pineapple Hawaiian pizza or whatever. Oh, this so the
1: flavor. It wasn't it was the, the brand. F- yeah,
0: sorry, it was the flavor, yeah, okay, that they were ranking. Okay. They were ranking the best chip flavor of that brand. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay, two more. Okay. Yes. The last name of Andy Samber's character is Peralta. Mm -hmm. In Portuguese, Peralta literally means brat, which is, you know, who he is as a character.
0: He is kind of a brat,
1: for sure. The name Amy means beloved. The name Santiago comes from the Hebrew lakov, also translated as Jacob. The name Amy Santiago means li- 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 literally beloved by J- Jacob.
0: Oh, that is so That's sweet. Cute. Oh, my
1: God. She doesn't seem that b- b- la- 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 loved in this se- season, though. Like, I have to say, I don't care for that. Oh. How, like, she's just, like, bo- like, she, her character seems to be being portrayed as, like, bo- boring wife and mom.
0: Uh, like, I don't think so. Um, I felt like they gave her a pretty good story. Even again, I didn't love the setup, but I did love the stuff with Amy, and I feel like they gave her a really good storyline. Um, I don't think we're seeing a lot of Jake and Amy together. I agree, which that's I what miss. I'm saying. Like, I'd I'm like saying, to see them, but the thing is, Amy I'm saying that is that
1: he views her as like, oh, she's my wife and the mom of my kid, I don't get and the like, sense I don't think that, about her anymore.
0: I don't get the sense that they're boring at all. Like he doesn't seem bored by her um the thing is she's not part of their department anymore because she's in charge of the beat cops so her and jake can't go on detective missions or whatever you want to call them together um so but i do miss them kind of being on an adventure together or like a out on a case together,
1: or like her being pursued. Like I just, I, I, I that in that. the earlier seasons, I, And you know like what, she pursued her, and
0: and you know what, I do think that is a thing that I see commonly happen with when characters like get together, get married, and have kids. I was like, you know, people can still pursue each other. I agree.
1: um and Still be in love and still i'd like, like to see more interested that in each, uh, each other
0: yeah i mean you get certainly you get comfortable in a relationship but yeah you know what uh i don't i don't think that he thinks she's boring but i do agree that she's being they're right a bit right, their relationship has been written away where it's like well we're married so the yeah. chase is no over no more
1: spark no more yeah, yeah. it's I, like bi- business partners it's like who's who's home with the kid now besties. and like
0: you know besties like charles Although Jake definitely pursues Charles in a friend way. Anyway, um, you don't think so? Like he, I think him and Charles have had a lot more like emotionally intimate scenes than him and Amy have.
1: You don't I think so? I've, I've, I've only seen the first
0: season. C- c- no, I mean this season. I'm talking about this season only. Oh. Well,
1: from all that I've seen of their relationship has been that Charles is more into him than he's into Charles. True, That's true. Um, and so that doesn't really seem like a, that seems like Charles just has like a crush on him. and Good point. And he just kind of like takes him for granted. Or But he
0: did cry when Charles told, talked to him about like being detectives until they were nine in their 90s. Yeah. Anyway, you're right. I think that's a flaw is like sometimes writers don't know what to do with married couples other than make them boring. Yeah. They're just like marriage is boring. Mm-hmm. Either they're fighting or they're boring exactly okay fair uh is that it is that all the trivia yeah that was great I Isn't love that it enough for you no I want more uh that was amazing thank you I love Come that. next come in two weeks I wish I you're, sp- you're more trivia I wish I spent that much time on character names I literally just would go to a name generator and I have it just fucking generate names for me because I'm so fucking lazy. I'm like I love names. I know you are my favorite thing. I should have you name all my characters. I'm just not good at it. I'm gonna have you name all my characters from now on. Oh you look awesome. Come the fuck upstairs. (laughs) Okay. But wait I have to worry about something. What? If you come up here I'm gonna tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days. I'm just in that kind of mood. Okay. Are we ready to talk about what we're gonna watch next time on the show? Uh, our next episode is gonna be the last duel. Ridley Scott's last duel with Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and some And
1: Mullets and truly Wigs. Truly
0: hideous wigs. Blonde wigs. Um, I'm talking these guys look like they're from Gainesville, Florida. And you saw them at a gas station.
1: What wigs. I don't understand is that Adam, Matt, and um, What's his name? Ben Affleck, Uh, Ben, (laughs) Matt and Ben. You know Matt and and Ben and Adam. Those guys. Those guys are all brunettes, Mm -hmm. and yet they put Matt and Ben in blonde wigs. Did these guys Adam gets gets to retain his darker, longer, flowy hair? I mean, what's what's up with that? explain yourself ridley scott
0: like was ridley scott just like this movie like adam's sexual charisma cannot be contained and mm-hmm. we're like yeah. like they, maybe they tried to put one of those horrid wigs on him blonde, and it just
1: blonde and they were like
0: it dissolved like it just dissolved <laughs> because his sexual charisma burned it away um so we're going to be watching the last duel we I'm getting my jokes in right now cuz I do I am aware of the Uh, difficult things that this movie is going to bring up. Um, I've heard that it's good and that those, some of those scenes are very difficult to watch. Uh, So so if you are uh, feeling like you are not in a place where you want to listen to two ladies talk about a movie where the, one of the central topics is sexual assault, uh, please take care of yourselves and skip that episode and you can come back and join us uh, in a future episode, but we will be talking about the last duel And uh, I don't know, emotionally, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. Um, So that's all I'll say about that. I don't know if you have any trepidations about this or not, Sarah.
1: Um, Um, The more I see the trailer, the more I think it'll be okay. Yeah. Like, I think that they'll do an okay job of portraying it. So your main Um,
0: concern is uh, the, this is good. I like talking about what we're thinking going into it. So your main concern is that the, that the, assault be portrayed in a way that is I don't know I maybe I'll let you finish that sentence
1: uh oh no I just I'm talking about like the the top hot t- t- topic of mm-hmm. of assault being having to be hidden and mm-hmm. or women when coming for forward mm-hmm. or being mm-hmm. forced into silence mm-hmm. like that that hot t- okay hot t- topic like the assault itself. I'd prefer not to see it. Like I, you I think know. you're
0: going to, I think you might, I think you're going to see it from different points of view. I think that's what we're going to get. Um, I, my main concern, cause I understand what this is about. And I'm, I know that is going to be very uh, tough to watch. My main concern for the movie is what I don't want to see is another woman's assault being used as a plot device. To explore the relationship between these two men. I don't want that. I don't want to see her trauma being used as a vehicle to explore the relationship between Adam Driver's character and Matt Damon's character. That's what that is, I think, what would be a a, a tremendous crime to me. Like we don't I don't want to see that. I'm not I don't need it. Uh I don't want it to be, be used they as they a fulfill tool.
1: The, the, that time, Nicole. I'm sorry? How else are they gonna fulfill all that time?
0: I don't know by you know giving us some insight into the the woman's life and the and the uh structures that have led her to the place that she is where she has this lack of power um the you know uh the 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 way that she I mean I can fi- I feel like I can see this in the trailer but who how she wrote this
1: as- who d- directed it I know it? that's
0: I know I know I'm I, maybe my expectations are too high but there's a version of this movie where the movie is about how Uh, Jodie Comer's character is being in the movie used as most women were as property as a pawn not as a pawn but as property as a as a a man's property like this woman belongs to me and how dare you defile my property and like what how what is her experience of that you know how is she you gonna use standing up for herself as a way to have a little bit of autonomy as a person like that so is a think- story that is worth telling. Whereas I'm mad because my wife was assaulted by my best friend and now I'm gonna fight with him about it. I don't fucking need to I I don't fucking need to see that. I've fucking seen that. You know? Like I don't so- I don't wanna I like we don't need to use women's assault as a prop. A- a- we didn't need to do it before and we don't need to do it anymore. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. Well,
1: I I I think that's probably what we're going to get.
0: I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, I'm just... It, at the point of where I am cut looking on the outside, not knowing what's going to happen, I am hoping for better. I'm hoping for something that feels like... Yeah, this movie was not directed by a man, but... Uh, not directed by a man? I mean, no, it was directed by a man. I'm sorry, it was not directed by a woman. But uh, there the woman, the woman there is a woman involved... Uh, with the film uh, as an as a producer i think she also worked on developing the script uh who is um a you know uh sorry i'm just going to make sure that i'm getting her name correct she is a really well-known female writer director um and her name okay so she is one of the writers nicole Hall of Center, Hall of Center, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon wrote the screenplay. So the three of them wrote the screenplay. Okay. And Nicole Hall of Center is a a very prolific and well-known female writer-director. And so although she did not direct this movie, my hope is that her voice in the story will lift this story above. Uh, what I, we are accustomed to seeing when we talk about a woman's assault—that's what I'm hoping. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I know that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I mean, they won best mm-hmm. uh, Oscar, like uh, the Oscar for for best uh, or original screen, screen screenplay in 94, ninety
0: four, ninety three. Uh, they like won that. for Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill uh, Good
1: Hunting, which mm-hmm. is a great script. Yeah. Um and yes, the female character in that was a little bit of a thin. A, like thin, uh, in in ma- terms of content a ma- manic pixie dream girl i guess mm-hmm. um but i don't feel that yeah i don't know but that was in in, in 93 yeah. that was like almost thir- 30 years ago so
0: hopefully well that's um, what i'm hoping to see um and uh you know other than that i I don't really know what to expect i've been trying to keep myself other than seeing little bits of gifs and you know i did watch they released the first opening like four minutes of the movie which you can see uh on twitter uh i mean they the movie released it it's not leaked um it looks like a big epic medieval battly kind of movie um so i'm you know we're gonna see we're gonna see what what, what happens. Uh, but I think there'll certainly be a lot to talk about. and I expect that Adam and and company will turn in uh, a great performance and so I'm looking forward to seeing that. I mean, I do think Ridley Scott is a great director, especially when you're talking about action and big epics like this. So I'm sure he'll successfully direct the visuals uh but uh how the story is gonna play out is the thing that I am, you know, I'm cons- I'm wondering about how is that going to play Hopefully, out. Hopefully what 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 is her name again? Jody Comer? Oh, uh Nicole Hall of, Hall of Center.
1: Nicole Hall of Center. Hopefully it is her story and Matt and Ben are just the like the people who are like, "Oh yeah. They they wrote this. They've won an Oscar. If they're on the project." I mean, pro- she's pro- got project. as much
0: I mean, I don't know that uh, I mean, does any woman in Hollywood have as much clout as two dudes probably not no. but if anybody does it's her like she is well respected uh a well respected hollywood like she's been around for a while she's not a new director i feel terrible i don't
1: know any f- f- female directors sure you do you know uh you know
0: karen kusama who directed um jennifer's body
1: um what I'm saying is I, I don't know them by name. Like okay. I don't remember them. I don't have Well, you have may have heard of, of, of some of in these, my head.
0: You may have heard of some of these movies. Um She did direct uh on One Mississippi, Orange is the New Black, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh she directed apparently four episodes of Parks and Recreations Uh enough said. Um Friends with Money. Um I'm looking at let me look at some of her writing credits here. Friends with the M- money is the one that I remember. Uh Can You Ever Forgive Me, which was that movie with um uh Melissa McCarthy where she's like the forge art forgery artist. Um Walking and Talking was I think her big sort of uh in 19, 19, 1996 Walking and Talking. So around the same time that uh Good Will Hunting came out is when her sort of big first big hit i mean hit in the indie community uh, came out walking and talking anyway maybe sarah we need to uh uh maybe we need to d- devote ourselves to watching a few more female directed films yeah um well uh i think that's gonna wrap it up for today's episode uh thank you for listening um you can find us on facebook and instagram um at uh adam and andy podcast you can find us on twitter at AdamAndyPod. pod uh tell us what you th- thought about this episode uh talk to us about uh the last duel if that's something that you want to do um you know tell us uh if you have uh, don't give us any spoilers we're trying to stay away from the spoilers obviously i don't think anybody's seen it yet but um you know uh if you're what are you think what are you thinking about going into this movie um any thoughts that uh, you have about these uh episodes of brooklyn 99 that we watch pb and j in the setup um also check out sarah's is
1: trudy his wife is
0: trudy his wife or uh, sister or sister help us out uh nicole Bayer, uh trudy trudy judy tell us uh at AdaminiPod. um and of course you can follow sarah's new instagram account if you want to give us that handle again,
1: hedge Hodges underscore bod pause H E D G E H O D G E S <laughs> underscore B O D P O
0: S. Love it. Uh, and also, uh, if you like listening to us, uh, you know, gab about movies. Uh we also are back recording episodes of the Feminine Mistake podcast uh which is the podcast that we've been doing for like 5 years uh that this podcast kind of spun off from uh and that uh is uh I think we ju- we just did The Descent uh which was our October movie with uh Melissa Knapp and then uh we're going to be doing The Eyes of Tammy Faye next which mm-hmm. was fucking it was amazing. great. Yeah, it was great. Uh I'm really looking forward to talking great about performance. that performance. Uh, so uh, that's that's it for us. Um, always, as always, I love doing the show with you, Sarah. Me um, too. It's a t- true joy, and I'm looking forward to sitting with you in a dark theater and watching the last duel. The last duel.